Before we get started, we want to talk to you about a competition we're running to celebrate the release of A Quiet Place Part 2 on digital, 4K and Blu-ray. We're giving away three A Quiet Place Part 2 packs that include the film on 4K, a mug, a Quiet Place 2 t-shirt and a Quiet Place 2 survival kit. All you need to do is click on the Ask Stephen icon on the Tech Guide website and include the code word SILENCE with your name and address to go in the running to win one of these three prize packs. On with the show. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide episode 463. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, straight from the X-Files, did a unit in security camera pick up a UFO? Google has expanded its range of Nest cameras and introduces a video doorbell. And how does Australia compare when it comes to paying for mobile data? In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the TCL Nextwear G smart glasses, which is like a wearable cinema. We take a listen to the NeuraTrue earphones that can adapt to the way we hear sound and new Oppo technology that will get rid of the camera hole punch in smartphones and all your tech questions will be answered in the tech guide help desk and it's all brought to you by netgear the company that keeps you connected and norton the company that keeps you protected cue the x-files music everybody we're going to talk about a Uniden wireless security camera that may have captured a UFO. The image is on our Tech Guide website. This was a, a video footage. It was sent to us by our friends at Uniden, one of their customers in the Queensland town of Marani, sent this video to them. And in one frame of the video, there is this unusual object. Now, the image is on Tech Guide, so I invite you to take a look and judge for yourself at, and guess at what it may be. It's unidentified, it's flying, and it's an object. So that technically makes it a UFO. And I have to say, this image has gone viral in the UFO community. If you're a, if you're a follower on any of their Instagram, Instagram accounts or any of their other accounts on social media, this image has gone ballistic. There are a lot of people speculating at what it might be, a uh, lot, lot of people thinking, is it a Frisbee? Is it a golf ball? Is it an alien drone? What the hell is it? Now, the image was captured on the 31st of July at 12.51pm. It was a Saturday, and the object is long. It, they say it's lozenge-shaped, so it means it's, it's like really long, an oblong sort of shape. It's about the size of a sedan. There is a car in the image, and it is a similar scale to that. And it's it's blurred. So it's the fact that it's blurry, but also it only appears in one frame of the video, which suggests whatever it is, it's moving at really high speeds. And a closer examination of the image, though, you, you look at the time of day, so it was 10 to 1 in the afternoon. The sun's pretty high in the sky. 
It's a pretty cloudy day as well, despite there being a bit of blue sky peeking out. You can see in the background, there's a lot of clouds in the image. And if you look at the actual object itself, the top of the of the object is bright. So it's so the sunlight hitting the top of the object. The base of the object is in shadow, so it's it's darker. But it doesn't cast a shadow. So I don't know whether that's because there's clouds overhead, because this is a fake image, or what. But no one has been able to explain it. And no one's come forward to say it's been doctored. I've had people accusing accusing Uniden of uh, using this as a publicity stunt. They said, oh, this is a Uniden publicity stunt. Uniden denies that. They did contact me directly and say, no, this, isn't, this is what the customer sent to us. This is not doctored. This is what we received. It's not Uniden trying to get some attention here. The image was captured using a Uniden Guardian app cam solo camera. So it's a full high-definition camera, and it of the, the video that was shot, this object is on one frame of the video. Marani's in North Queensland. There's a population of 1,500 people, so it's a relatively small town. Uh, and there's been so many people that have been talking about this, talking about the lighting conditions, what it might be, and and any kind of explanation. As I said, the, the images on Tech Guide, there is one wide shot that shows the object that was captured on a camera that was placed on a shed at the front of the property. So it's looking back into the property at the main home on the property. There is a car on the right-hand side of the house, and this object is right in the middle of the picture and in front, like obscuring part of the house. So the shed, which is at the, in the front yard of the house, is looking back towards the house. On the left of the image is, the, is a roadway, so it's like a main road. But and in the background is uh, might even be sugarcane, like very long, long trees or, or or tall grass or whatever it is in the background there. Uh, that's also there too. So it's it, it's taken. It, it looks pretty clear. Everything else in the image looks pretty clear, but except for this white object that's right in the middle of the photo, and it is blurred either by speed or whatever it is. Is it someone? Do you know? Have you? If you have a look at this image on Tech Guide, get in touch with us on on Twitter at Stephen Fennick. Tell me what you think it might be. Is it a, someone's been someone's playing uh, practice in their golf? Maybe next door. Is it a golf ball swinging past? Although it looks too long to be a golf ball unless the ball's moving at really high speed and it's kind of has that elongated effect. Uh, is it a frisbee? Someone's throwing a frisbee at the at the right time. Uh, it, could that be it? But the explanation has intrigued lots of us, myself included, and you might want to take a look at it for yourself as well. The Uniden Guardian App Cam Solo is the camera that caught it. There's an image of that camera as well on, on our story, but check it out for yourself. You, you be the judge. What is this object? Do you have an explanation? Let us know. But if you want to see the image as well, I can't, of course, I can't show you that on our podcast, but you can go to techguide.com.au to see the image for yourself and you be the judge. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Okay, we're, we're still talking about cameras, but this time the Google Nest family of cameras has just been unveiled. Google have released their new Nest, their Nest camera, their first battery-powered wireless Nest camera. They've also introduced a doorbell. There's also a new Nest Cam with a floodlight and also a new wired indoor Nest Cam as well. 
The the Nest Cam with the battery and the Nest doorbell go on sale on August 25. The Nest Cam floodlight and the new indoor cam won't go on sale until probably later this year, probably in a couple of months. But let's go through them. The Google Nest Cam, that's 329 bucks. This is the first Google Nest Cam that is battery powered and suitable for both use indoors and outdoors. So no need to connect with a cable as you had to with previous versions. I do have an earlier version of the Nest Cam and I, and I needed an electrician to run the cable and get it inside for me to power the camera. Now, no need to do that thanks to the battery operated Nest Cam. You can play it simply within range of your wireless network, install the magnetic base and then attach the camera and then you can angle it towards the areas you want to cover. So th- this is uh, can be positioned on an optional stand if you want to have it indoors, that's sold separately. But the camera's got two-way audio so you can interact with anyone in front of the camera and it also could stay connected and store up to one hour of recorded events in its memory. So in case you say you have a blackout or your Wi-Fi goes down, this battery-operated Google Nest Cam can still store up to one hour of events. So if there's a movement in that time, it'll still record up to one hour's worth of those events and still send you the notifications. But even if your Wi-Fi is down and if even if you have a blackout, this is a battery operated camera, remember, so no need to no need to be have it plugged into the mains. It's operating on its own. So uh, that that's a that's a great bonus there as well. And you can receive, of course, alerts and notifications, but it can also give you It'll send you notifications and it'll also tell you, tell the difference of those notifications. In fact, whether it's a person or it'll say person detected or vehicle detected or animal detected on your property. So you do get that differentiation of notifications. It's not just a one motion notification. You are told what kind of movement has been detected. The Google Nest doorbell, That's this is Google's very first doorbell that they've created. So uh, really, really cool to see this. This is, again, wireless product. Although if you do have power to your front door, you might have an old ding-dong doorbell at the front there. You can replace that with this product. There is the facility to connect power. If not, you can still just use the built-in battery to still like like the camera connected to your wireless network it operates independently of the of the of the power because it's got its own battery so with this installed you can answer the door talk to the visitor at the front door even leave a pre-recorded message through the video doorbell as well and again you get those notifications that can distinguish between packages as well animals vehicles so it also has this 3 by 4 aspect ratio so that means that when say someone's come to your front door might be a delivery person, a courier or somebody, and they've come to your front door and you can see them from head to toe. So if they've got packages at their feet, you can see that as well. So you see the whole picture as well as the packages on your, even if they've just delivered packages with current lockdown situation in many parts of Australia right now, a lot of delivery people just just leave the package and just ring the doorbell and walk away. So you can still look through this Google Nest doorbell and because of that three by four aspect ratio, you can see if there are any packages there because you can actually see the floor because of that wider, that that three by four aspect ratio. So that, that's 
that works out pretty well also. I'm sure there's plenty of deliveries heading our way. We can't go shop in person. Everything we can only do during lockdown is to buy online and have it delivered to our home. Uh, moving along, we've got the Google Nest Cam with Floodlight. This is going to be $549. The Google Nest Doorbell, by the way, I don't know whether I said the price, $179.99. So let's call that $180. The Google Nest Cam with Floodlight, $549. Now, this isn't a wireless camera. This does require power because don't forget it does add a floodlight to the whole package. Even though Arlo actually has a wireless floodlight camera, they've worked it out. There's a bigger battery in that camera. But Google, their first Nest Cam with floodlight does require power. So you'll need an electrician to help you install this. Uh, it does require the power to power those floodlights. And this will, uh, it, it detects motion, of course, and that's what triggers the floodlights. So you might be, you might position this in various parts of your home, maybe passages, stairways, these darker areas outside your home that you you can, so it, once it detects your motion, it'll turn on the light for you. So you're not tripping downstairs or it's tripping over things down the, the side passage of your home. And if it detects movement, of course, it can deter intruders. So if an intruder on your property, big bright lights, uh, light them up, that'll help them get it, get out of there. So uh, yeah, a couple of uses there for the, the floodlight camera. It can light your way. The Google Nest Cam, that's $179. This is a second generation wired Google Nest Cam. It's the most affordable device in the range as well. And all of these cameras, by the way, including this one, all integrate with the Google Home app, compatible with any Android or iOS device. Uh, and all of them have local storage backup and record for up to one hour if your, if your Wi-Fi goes down. And of course, the battery-operated models can continue if your home is also experiencing a blackout. So you're not going to miss any events just because there's been a blackout or that your Wi-Fi might have flaked out. The new products, the Nest Cam and the Doorbell, will be available on July. I'm sorry, on August 25, and pre-orders available starting now. You can get it from the Google Play Store, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, Officeworks, and the good guys. The Floodlight and the new Wired Nest Cam will be released later this year. If you want to find out more about the new Google Nest family of cameras and the video doorbell, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, we do use a lot of mobile data, everything from using our smartphones, our tablets on the move. You might be listening to this podcast on your smartphone, on a walk. Uh, you're not in the gym, but you're out of your house. You're, you might be streaming this very podcast using your mobile data. Any app you use where you're not at home on your Wi-Fi is using mobile data. So how does Australia fare against the rest of the world when it comes to mobile data value and mobile data affordability? These are two things that was that was examined in a global report done by Top Dollar. They're a financial insights hub, and they've gathered information from around the world to establish which countries are getting the best deals when it comes to the prices they're paying for mobile data. And I've got some good news for you. Australia fares pretty well in both the value and affordability of mobile data. So, 
Top dollar collated the cost of speed, cost and speed of mobile data in every country and compared prices to megabits per second to find the best value around the world along with the price per gigabyte compared to local income to determine where data is the most affordable. So if you're looking at the best value mobile data, Israel came in at number one. So for one cent, if you're living in Israel, you can have one megabit per second download speeds on a 10 gigabyte plan. So that's the best value. Coming in second is China, and their value is three cents per one megabit per second download speed on a 10 gigabyte plan. Now, Australia comes in equal third with Italy, France, and Kyrgyzstan at six cents. So that means in Australia, it's six cents per one megabit per second of speed you're getting on a 10 gigabyte plan. And we're up amongst the best in the world. Nowhere on this top 10 list is the US, the UK, Japan, Germany, all these other big companies, countries, Korea, none of them are here. So Australia is enjoying among the best value for mobile data. Now, what about the worst value for mobile data? And what we're seeing here is Namibia. So for what costs one US cent in Israel costs $11.36. This is US dollars, eleven thirty-six for what costs one cent in Israel. Now, data in, in Namibia is, is often 2G in the less populated areas. 3G is only available in the bigger towns. So they don't have the network, they don't have the population to that, that, that use their mobile devices, and that's why it costs more than $11 to get, to get the same thing that Australians are paying just six cents for. Now, if you cast your mind back a few weeks back, we spoke about a, how Australia fared in the digital world. Uh, uh, there was another global report that placed Australia in the top five when it came to average mobile download speeds. We were fifth ahead of all those big countries, UK, US. So having that in mind, we get this um, among the best average speeds in the world on our cellular networks, our mobile networks, and also the best, among the best mobile data value as well. But what about affordability? This is another section of this report that took into account the average speed. Now, took took in one gigabyte of 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 the of the plan. So that that amount of data compared to the average monthly income from all those other countries. So it it was taking one gigabyte of of data. And also comparing that. So the cost of one gigabyte of data compared to our average monthly income. Now, once again, Israel was at the top. So in Israel, it is only 0.2% of their average monthly income to buy a 10 gigabyte mobile data plan. I think I said one gigabyte earlier. It's a 10 gigabyte plan. So they were the top again. So they had the best value and they were also the most affordable. So Israel, it's 0.2% of average monthly wage for a 10 gigabyte mobile plan. Second was Italy with 0.12%. France third, 0.15%. Denmark fourth, 0.18%. 
And at 0.2% in fifth place was Australia. So we are also not only the best value, but also among the most affordable. So in Australia, on average, it's only 0.2% of the average monthly wage to buy a 10 gigabyte mobile data plan. We're getting a really good deal. We're also getting the speeds as well, as well as the value. So I think anyone who's complaining about the cost of their mobile data plans, I think that we're in a pretty good position ahead of most of the countries in the world. We're in the top five when it comes to value and in the top five when it comes to affordability. If you want to read more about the Australian figure, how we figure in the world of mobile data, the the mobile affordability and the value, you can check out our story at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. And now a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Alrighty, kicking off the reviews this week is a different kind of product. It's not a phone, it's not a laptop, it's not a TV. It's a pair of smart glasses from TCL. This is the Next Wear G smart glasses. And these are, when you think of smart glasses, you think probably you look back at those dorky Google Glass and, and having information in your eye line. These aren't those. These aren't virtual reality. These aren't alternate reality. These are called smart glasses because they connect to your smart device. But this is basically a wearable cinema. So you can connect to your phone, tablet, computer, and it'll replicate the display in your eye line on two mini OLED full high definition displays that are inside the glasses. TCL, as you know, is a display company. They make TVs, they make smartphones, and they've brought that that heritage to these smart glasses. So the mini OLED displays inside the glasses have full HD resolution, and they're placed at just the right distance and width so the screen is in focus when you put them on. And it, it when, when you're wearing them and seeing this image, this 16 by 9 image in front of you, it's the equivalent. So it's the same scale as if you were sitting in a room in front of a 140-inch display. So that's the kind of size of in your eye line, the type of display you're looking at is the equivalent of a 140-inch display, 16 by 9. So it's widescreen display. Now, I've got to say, when when I tried this, I, I remember trying a prototype a couple of years ago at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, and the device was a lot bigger, a lot bulkier. There's been a, a few iterations in the meantime since, since now that it's come to market. There were a few prototypes. But this latest version, which I've reviewed on TechGuide, I've done a video about it as well. I urge you to watch my YouTube video about the glasses. I was really surprised at the quality. 
and I was watching YouTube and I was watching a bit of Netflix and flicking through various apps, playing a couple of games, and the full high-definition quality was really impressive. Now, it's not 4K because the displays inside the glasses are really small. So to, to get 4K's worth of pixels in these mini OLED displays, I think is a little bit... I don't think that's possible. I, I might be wrong. That might be the next version. But in terms of this version... The full high-definition quality was surprisingly good. I, I spent The longest I spent, I think, was about hour and a half, hour and, hour and three quarters watching a movie, and I was really, really comfortable. That's, that's the other bonus. You can wear these, and wherever you look, wherever you go, the screen follows. So if you wanted to watch, for example, uh, you wanted to watch a movie in bed, and if you wanted to do that on an iPad, you'd have to lie back on your pillow, hold the iPad above your face, and watch it that way. Not very comfortable. Your arm's going to get tired. But with the wear, the next next wear G smart glasses, you're simply wearing your glasses. You don't have to hold anything. It's a hands-free experience. So you can be laying in bed, laying on the couch, sitting on a plane, wherever you happen to be. You got a 140 inch display to enjoy. I mentioned the plane because this is ideal. Once we start traveling again, this will be perfect for a plane. You can recline your seat, you're wearing the glasses, the display's there for you to see. You're not having to crane your neck to look at the screen, move the screen around. It's there. You're not holding anything. It's a hands free experience, as I said. So you're getting this great viewing experience. And the actual glasses themselves, they're, they're pretty slim and light. I was surprised. They only weigh 130 grams. They're pretty thin. They're, you look at them, if you're wearing them, you'd think someone's wearing a pair of sunglasses. They don't look like they're, they don't look like VR goggles that just cover your entire head and, and give you edge to edge, just complete blackness. You don't, you don't see anything else. They're not like that at all. In fact, you can still see a fair amount around the glasses. So your peripheral vision is still pretty high. So you can see below you, beside you. So if someone comes up to you to talk to you, you might be on the plane and the flight attendant might offer you food or a drink. You can still see them. So you're not totally you're not totally blacked out like you would be with a virtual reality headset. These are completely different. Yet when it's time to focus on what you're looking at, all of that, that other stuff just seems to fade away. You can still focus on what you want to see and still be fairly immersed in what you're looking at as well. Now, on the outside, it's got a glossy black exterior. So as I said, they look like a pair of sunglasses. They have this soft-touch nylon material that they're made of, so they, they're, they're very durable and really light. They only weigh 130 grams. So when you're wearing them, it's not like you're wearing this massive bulky thing. It, it actually feels pretty good. The, there's a large rubber bridge, so the glasses can rest comfortably on your nose as well. There are three different bridges that come with it, actually, so you can adjust it so that you can move it up and down your, the bridge of your nose to maybe have a more comfortable angle, to get a better focus. There's all these options you have with the various bridges that come with it. But it is still fairly comfortable as well to, to have it on your nose. As I said, it's not too heavy at all. And it's not just about the video. These also, it's about the sound as well. You can hear what you're watching also thanks to the built-in dual stereo speakers in the arms of the glasses. And you'll see these little openings in the arms which are just above your ears so the sound's directed right into your ear when you're listening to them. So uh, that, that's, that's really handy there as well. So you're seeing decent quality and hearing decent quality at the same time so you're getting the whole entertainment experience. Now, 
these aren't just for entertainment. They can be used for productivity as well. And in fact, if you're connecting them to a compatible TCL smartphone, you can launch the Smart Glasses Companion app, which includes PC mode. So what this does, it basically turns your the glasses into a computer desktop. And you can then, the TCL phone then is becomes a trackpad. So while you're looking at the screen in your glasses, you can use the trackpad in your hand to navigate the menus, open up things, look at different things, type out things. So it's like a little virtual monitor in your glasses and your TCL phone is the trackpad allowing you to use one finger, two finger gestures, two finger gestures like right clicks on a mouse. So you can navigate through the system. So there's that, there's that as well. If you want to be productive or be entertained, you do have that option with the TCL glasses. Now, what does this work with? A lot of people are saying, will, will my device work with it? On my video, there is, a, there is a, a full list of the compatible devices of the, of the smart glasses. You might, you'll have to pause that, that frame of the video and see if your device is there. But basically, if you've got a phone or a tablet, or a computer that has a USB-C port, then you can use the TCL glasses. I use it with a TCL phone, uh, an iPad Pro, which has USB-C. I can't use it with iPhone. That's probably the elephant in the room here. Doesn't work with iPhone because iPhone has a lightning port and it doesn't have the display alternate mode. So you can't you can't export the display through a cable as you can with the iPad Pro. iPad Pro's got USB-C and set up a little bit differently. But Android phones will work, Samsung phones, anything with a USB-C port will work. So we tried it with a MacBook, worked okay. Our iPad Pro Android phones, all fine. Unfortunately, if you're an iPhone user, it won't work. Even with an adapter, if you use a Lightning to USB-C adapter, it won't work. So unfortunately, you're out of luck there, but it will work with a wide range of other products. So fear not that uh, if you are a user and if you're not using an iPhone, that the Nextwear G Smart Glasses will work with your device. Now, I had a few people asking about the glasses themselves have a cable running out of them. And a lot of people said, well, wouldn't it be better being wireless? Like, let's have a, we live in a wireless world here. Why have a cable? Well, there is a few reasons for that. Number one is the cable also supplies the power. So there's no battery on board the glasses because it draws the power from the device it's connected to through the USB-C connection. Uh, The other thing too, it also guarantees the full high definition quality through the cable as well. Now, if this was wireless and it's technically possible to have these as wireless, then you'd have to have a Bluetooth radio in there, a module Bluetooth module, maybe Wi-Fi radio in there as well. You'd also have to have a rechargeable battery. So not only is this product going to look bigger and bulkier, it's probably going to be more expensive as well. So to fit all those things in, it's going to add to the cost and it's also going to going to take away from the convenience because one thing you don't want to do with this is have to remember to charge it. You don't have to charge this because it doesn't have a battery, draws its power from the device it's connected to. Now, the other question I've had of the people I've showed this to, they're asking me, do your eyes get tired watching this? What's the story? And through my experience, I spent, as I said, about an hour, hour and a half, hour and three quarters watching constantly and I didn't find any eye fatigue at all. Like I, it was because you could sort of look away from the screen sometimes because of the peripheral space. That kind of gave your eyes a little micro break anyway. But 
looking at the I was looking at it for quite a while and my eyes felt okay. Um, T-Seal does say, though, for some reason, that it's not recommended for, for children for extended period for children 14 and under. And I don't know exactly why. I can speculate that it's because eyes are still developing and uh, focusing at such a short distance at that age maybe is not a healthy thing to do for a long period of time. Uh, it does remind me, though, of some some research that I read about optometrists saying that younger younger children t- at this day and age have uh, there's a far higher percentage of children wearing glasses because we do they do spend a lot of time focusing at short distances on tablets and phones compared to 50 years ago which where glasses was a lot a lot less a less uh, a lot rarer than they are today among younger people so I don't know whether that's got anything to do with it but TCL this is their recommendation uh, don't watch for extended periods if you're 14 or younger but for you adults, the TCL Nextwear G Smart Glasses also comes in a smart hard case. So it, it is really easy and safe to carry around. So if you can't wait for, to put this in my bag when we're traveling overseas again, I'll be able to watch all my stuff uh, pretty comfortably. They're priced at $899. They're available exclusively exclusively from Harvey Norman. Uh, customers will also receive a free Optusport six-month subscription as well with every purchase. So the uh, TCL Nextwear G Smart smart glasses you do get that free optus sport six month subscription with the 899 price tag from exclusively from harvey norman and if you want to read our complete review and also watch our video don't forget our youtube video is on our story as well check it out at techguide.com.au Right, next up, from we've gone from looking at stuff to listening to stuff on a device. And this time out, we're talking about the Neura True wireless earphones. Now, there are a lot of wireless earphones out there, and you, we'd all agree that there is a, a certain quality that we can all appreciate. So when, when, a, a, when say, Bose or a brand puts out a, 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 their latest earphones, they're generally really high quality and everyone agrees that they sound really good. But did you know we hear sound differently? So person to person, how our ears pick up sound, how we hear is different. Not quite fingerprint different, but slightly different from one person to the next. So with Neura, their, their Neura True earphones, there is a way for them to be optimized to the way we listen. So they've got this patented technology that can create a personalized listening profile. So it, what it does, when, when, you, when you first get these earphones, the Neura True, $299, you get the Neura app to help set you up with a profile. First thing it's going to do, it's going to use these highly sensitive onboard microphones to listen to the auto-acoustic emissions from your ears. Yes, your ears make noise. So these little auto-acoustic emissions are your ears' signals on how they listen and process sound. So what these headphones do is take that learning, they take it, they create, they've got a self-learning engine on board that creates this unique hearing profile so the earphones can deliver the depth and clarity that's, that's just suitable for you. I, I, I did set them up for me and I could tell the difference. And without even without the profile, they sound pretty good. 
but you can actually toggle between the regular sound and the optimized sound, and the difference is noticeable. And with with my profile, I notice a lot more depth and detail to the music, more nuanced and deeper bass, as well as this larger scale to the sound. So, and, and toggling between the two was easily noticeable. So, this was tailor made to how I listen to music. I did notice the improvement. So, the the attraction here is you could be potentially listening to your favorite music like never before. So that's that sort of part of the neurosound neuro technology. They, they did have a, a pair of headphones a couple of years ago that introduced this technology. I did review them as well. A similar thing, but they were over ear. They were quite bulky headphones. But here you have in an in a, in a earphone the same technology. Now, one thing we should talk about of the, the NeuroTrue, uh, the many features, it's got active noise cancellation, it's got customizable touch buttons, but first thing we need to get out of the way is the design. They are a little bit unusual. They, they do have on the back of the earbud a disc that's about two and a half centimetres wide. So what that means is they're really noticeable. If you're the sort of person who likes a, a more discreet look to their earphones, you don't want the whole world knowing you're wearing earphones or that sort of thing, then the NeuroTrue earbuds might not be for you. Now, this disc, as I said, really noticeable. You kind of, it's like a little billboard for the NeuroTrue, the, the logo, uh, but it doesn't affect the comfort and fit of the earphones. They still fit in there. You put them in, twist them into place, fine, comfortable, secure, but they do have this big round disc, all discs around, I guess. They have this on the outside. Upside of that is you get a lot more surface to use the touch controls. That's one thing I found. The touch controls were easy because that, that big disc on the outside is really easy to, to access those gesture controls on the outside. But if you're a little bit design conscious and a little bit, you don't want these to be, no, look, and these aren't like big symbols on the outside of your head. It's only two and a half, about the size of a 10 cent piece, if that. They are, that does have a bit of a distinct look and design. That aside though, these are really impressive. The active noise cancellation was really good. It blocked out the outside world. They do have a social mode that allows you to toggle between closing out the outside world and opening it up again. So if you, someone comes up to talk to you or you need to listen out for an announcement, there, there is the facility for you to hit social mode to go in and out of your active noise cancellation as well. The app, apart from it helping set up your profile, is also really handy. You can choose what touch controls you want. So you can navigate your music, answer your calls, access your voice assistant, uh, control the volume, all those sorts of things can all be done through the touch control and you get to decide what controls are on the left, what controls are on the right, tapping, double tapping, all of those things are at your fingertips. The other thing too is that these connect with Bluetooth 5.0, which makes them aptx compatible that in other words they can handle lossless audio and high res audio so if you are listening like apple music now offers lossless audio or you might be a, a subscriber to a high res audio streaming service then you are going to hear the difference here with these uh with these earphones on the battery side about six hours of listening time from a full charge and the case then supplies another 18 hours of listening as well so that's 24 hours of music that you can listen to 
Pretty cool. The charging case, slightly bigger than normal. It does have, though, the four LED lights so you can tell the battery level at a glance. Nothing worse, isn't it, than picking up the wireless earphones and having no battery left in them. So with these, at a glance, there are four LED lights, so that'll tell you whether you're a quarter, half, three quarters, or fully charged on the Neura True earphones. They're available now at the Neura site, as well as the as well as through JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman. They're priced at 299 and if you want to read our complete review, check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, are you looking at your smartphone right now? Does it have a little hole punch on the display for your selfie camera? It's a very common feature now for for having the hole punch so you can still have a front-facing camera that's not going to force the the design to be any larger. If you think back to the older phones, the selfie camera was in the top forehead of the phone and that needed to be bigger to accommodate the camera module and just added to the whole size of the phone. We then went to the notch. Like if you're an iPhone user, you've got this notch at the top of your screen and in there is a sensor and the front-facing camera. And for Android users, there are several phones, including Samsung's, Oppo's, TCL's, that have a hole punch for your front-facing selfie camera to peek through. So it could actually collect the light through that little hole and into the camera lens. Well, Oppo has just come up with their new underscreen camera technology. So what this means is that there will still be the front-facing camera, but it'll shoot through the display no need to have the hole punch. So what you're going to get is this nice clean screen, unobstructed, no hole, no notch, but you'll still be able to take your images. Now, what, what's forced this on us? We, we, the demand for larger displays without the increasing the size of the device is what's forced a lot of companies to go down the path of the notch or the hole punch. But now with this technology, these new innovations in the structure and design of the pixels of the AI algorithm, this allows you to still have your camera underneath the screen. And what it involves, this technology involves shrinking the size of each pixel without decreasing the number of pixels. So you're still getting your 400 PPI, that's pixels per inch, even in the camera area, but there is enough space between those smaller pixels to be able to gather that light into that lens and still create your photograph. Oppo's reduced the width of the wiring by 50%. That wiring is also now transparent. It's also introduced a new solution using proprietary screen technology with precision brightness control. So you still the screen still looks the same, still looks nice and bright, despite the under-screen camera being able to draw light into the lens through the display, the screen will still look and act like a regular touchscreen. There are, in fact, some pictures on our story showing you selfies that are captured with Oppo's under-screen camera technology. Uh, This is new technology. Oppo was first to announce it. 
We have heard rumblings that other smartphone manufacturers are reportedly working on the similar underscreen camera technology. It's like when the touch when the touch ID, the fingerprint reader went under the screen. Remember that? Your phone might have that as well. You touch the screen to read your fingerprint. So they're taking that technology rather than having the fingerprint reader in the screen, which will still happen. You can now have the underscreen camera. So there's a camera under there, but you can't see a hole. There's a hole isn't required thanks to this new technology. Now Oppo their devices probably from next year you'll see these as as you'll see from other brands samsung or all these other companies are probably working on similar technologies so expect in 2022 that hole punch and the notch for that matter will probably disappear from the smartphones the mid-tier and probably flagship smartphones that you'll see the hole punch and the notch will be a thing of the past if you want to read a little bit more about the oppo underscreen camera technology check it out at techguide.com.au This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by Belkin. Uh, they supply batteries, cables. They have some great uh, great stands for if you've got an iPhone 12 with MagSafe. They also have little cases for your AirTags as well. Belkin.com forward slash AU. I had a question. A woman was interested in buying a Mac laptop. She, didn't have, she only had about $1,000 budget, and she was asking about a refurbished model. Now, the good news is there are plenty of refurbished MacBooks on the market. Apple, with their iPhones and their laptops, they do tend to hold their value a little bit more, and the refurbished market is actually quite a big one here in Australia. So uh, whether you're after an iPhone, they hold their value as well, or a Mac laptop, whether it's a MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, there is a pretty healthy market for refurbished laptops, and you can buy them from the Apple website. If you look right down the bottom of the site, there is a section that, that talks talks about refurbished products. So you can get refurbished phones and iPads and MacBooks. So that could be the solution. There is another company that I've done a bit of work with in the past, Green Gadgets. They are also, they sell refurbished iPhones and MacBooks. They go through a rigorous testing process and they make sure that they're in good condition, good working condition. They're not stolen. They're all come with a warranty. So 
If you don't quite have the budget for a brand new Mac, uh, then maybe a refurbished laptop is something for you. Now, before we finish the Tech Guide Helped Us, I just want to just remind people again about our Quiet Place 2 promotion. This is to celebrate the release on digital 4K and Blu-ray of A Quiet Place Part 2. We have three packs three Quiet Place 2 packs that include the film on 4K, a Quiet Place 2 mug, a t-shirt and a survival kit. All you need to do is click on the Ask Stephen icon and include the code word SILENCE with your name and address to go in the running to win one of these three packs. And that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening. If you need to find out about any more, everything we've spoken about on the show is at the Tech Guide website, techguide.com.au. And get in touch with us if you want to send us an email, info at techguide.com.au is the place to go or hit the Ask Stephen icon. That'll also generate an email that I will see. We want to give a special shout out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton. Norton have been kind enough to set up a special discount for Tech Guide listeners, more than 50% off their game optimizer security package. So check that out. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until Until then, stay safe and stay connected.